Hello and welcome to the Three Musketeers podcast. Introducing the brothers behind it, Hamid and Hissam Amiri. Join them on their journey as they discuss unconventional topics from different perspectives. Real experience with key speakers around the world. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Three Musketeers podcast. It's myself, Hamid and Hassan. Today we are joined with Jess Somares. I- I'm pausing because Jess has already told me a few times to you know, say her surname <laughs> you got correctly. It. Uh, you got thank it you, right. Jess. Um, where do I start? So I'm going to just reel off what I know and then I'll pass it on to Jess. Jess is a head of marketing at Stevens Law, but more importantly, she's a co-founder of Hadira. And she was also shortlisted as one to watch in 2020 for Young Person in Business by Enterprise of West of England. Jess, I probably haven't done it justice. I'll hand over to you to give yourself uh, a proper intro, who you are, uh, your background, and I guess, where is Hadira? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, as you rightfully mentioned, I'm Head of Marketing at Stevenson Law. So we're um, a law firm that helps companies scale. Um, and I'm also, as you say, the co-founder of Hadira. So I wear many hats. And Hadira is an application that helps people care for their houseplants and keep them alive and thriving and healthy. Short and sweet. I like it. Um, <laughs> so Jess, I think we've talked obviously briefly offline. Um, one of the purposes of the podcast is to talk about people's with different walks of life and experiences. And today we want to talk about entrepreneurship. Um, mm-hmm. It's a it's a word that's been around for years. It's it's sometimes it feels like a buzzword. People like to use it. It's, it's a it's a fantasy for a lot of people. They want to be entrepreneur entrepreneurship their own boss. And I guess through your journey, we want to talk about what is entrepreneurship. How do you find the right balance? And hopefully, learn something along the way. Sure. Yeah, and entrepreneurship's it, as you say, I think it has become a big buzzword. Um, and sometimes I think the definition can be wrong. People think that you have to have your own business and you have to be the head of it in order to be entrepreneurial. Um, but actually along the journey, I haven't found that at all. Um, I find that people can be entrepreneurial in many different ways, be that in their job, in their homes, um, the way they help with friends and interact with other people i think there are ways that people can be entrepreneurial um and and manage to have that creativity and seeing opportunities and acting on them without necessarily pursuing a particular business idea i don't know what you guys think about that (laughs) no do you know what it's it's a it's a fascinating um summary because we we talked uh a while ago and you know, you said, I sound like an entrepreneurship. I'm not, Heston's giving me like a weird look. I'm not saying I'm an entrepreneur just before anyone shoots me down. But you know, you mentioned it doesn't necessarily need to be a a business idea. It could be the way you interact. If you had to give an example, what would that be? Yeah. So I think the reason that I, I said that to you is, you, you know, you guys are doing this podcast together um, and looking at new opportunities and how to get the word out there. I think 
I think for me, entrepreneurialism is seizing opportunities and, and, and propelling them forward, making them bigger than what you intended them to be. Um, so pursuing a dream or an idea, I think for me, is entrepreneurial. And as I said, that can come in many different forms. I like that. That's quite, um, that's quite catchy. The rich part is catchy is the fact that you have an entrepreneurial the fact that Jess called me entrepreneurship, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I keep that. <laughs> yeah, his head has just exploded. <laughs> no, I think we, we're a bit right. So when it comes to the word, we straight away assume of Lord Sugar, people in the UK. And then like Gary V, um, all these people who sort of pursue that this entrepreneurship is you become your own boss and then leave everything that you work for and then run and become a multimillionaire and then have a Ferrari on Instagram. And then that's the definition of entrepreneurship. That's how everyone, most people see it as. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen people, you know, talking about Instagram, for instance, many people don't make a lot of money off of being, uh, you know, famous on certain social media platforms, but they may have a side passion that they, they really want to explore or they want to spread the word and they'll start talking and building up a following on Instagram and get to thousands of followers. And they may make some revenue, but many might not be able to quit their full-time job. And that's, you know, that for me is fantastic. Um, and it shows that again, that pursuit. I think you mentioned it, Jess, it's the season opportunity. Um, mm. and I, and I guess going off that word, let's talk about yourself. So where did your business idea came from? Yeah. So I was always quite into house, well, plants in general, nature fascinated me. I realized that I, I needed it around me in order to, to be happy, uh, especially coming to university and you get forced into these horrible university halls that, that are really bland and, and cold and uh, just started filling my room full of plants and it instantly became a nicer place to be. And people came round and would see, see my room and be like, oh, I'd, I'd like to do the same, but I don't know how to care for them. Um, I keep killing them and I keep buying the wrong plants. And I started realizing that that one people were asking me for advice and when I would go online to try and find a right, the right source of information for them, it really wasn't practical. Um, it wasn't, there was no one stop place where people could access the right information about their plants to keep them alive. And I noticed that horrible sense of failure that people felt when they were killing things. Um, and yeah, I, I think I, I dug a bit deeper. So that was sort of the beginning of that idea. I was thinking, huh, I could, you know, I could almost message people on Facebook and set a timer on my calendar and I can just remind them on Messenger when they should water their plant or what they should do. So that was kind yeah. of like the very, very early MVP of Hadera, where I was almost like a chatbot and it was working and people were responding well to it. And I saw a, an article come out in The Guardian saying how 
you know, over 50% of Londoners were cramming their apartments full of these houseplants because they were renters. Um, so they didn't have a garden. They, they weren't allowed to, to change where they were living. Um, they, we were forced inside more and more in front of our laptops, you know, working away in the city. And people just were losing that connection with nature and they were finding it again with houseplants. And Hedera came about just at the start of that surge of houseplant sales um, and talking about that seizing an opportunity. It sort of all came together at the same time as the right time, the right idea for what was happening in the market. So I went for it. <laughs> I love that, the simplicity behind it. But at the same time, it, it makes sense. And again, we've talked about this and you know, we talk, you know, Hesa mentioned Lord Sugar, Gary V, et cetera. People think to create your own entity, something that you, you put your own stamp on it, it needs to be crazy and complex and sophisticated. But sometimes it's the simple things that we take for granted or we kind of, you know, we, we don't think about it. So I, I, I love the, the MVP story of how, um, Hadira. What what is the meaning of Hadira? Is there a specific meaning behind the word? It was actually quite a funny story. So Hadira sort of it took off quite quickly um, in terms of very quickly started getting um, uh, some traction when I was talking about the idea, um, and I got pulled in to do a competition pitch where I would basically present the idea to a room full of junior developers. And if I won the pitch, I would get 20 developers for free for a month developing my idea and making me a more solid MVP version two, I suppose, actually making it into an app. <laughs> yeah. And it was an opportunity I couldn't turn down because obviously, you know, in, in, in I was there at the start of an idea and, um, you know, needed it to be built, but without necessarily having the funds because... I wanted to make sure it was the right idea and that I could, it was the right thing to put investment into, um, aside from my time, of course. And it was an hour before this pitch. And Hedera is Ivy in Latin. I was like, oh, I don't like the I so the E so much. So I added the I and then ran out into the street with a notebook and pen with about five different names and just asked random people in the street, look, if, if you were uh, looking on um, at businesses and there was something around plants, which of these really appeal to you? Which of these names are cool? And yeah, after a couple of people stopping and chatting to me on the street, they chose that name. And next thing I knew, I pitched the idea and, and, and then won it and quickly wow. then had to come up with some, some designs. And that's <laughs> what I mean with Hedera. It just, it absolutely snowballed. It was a really quick one thing after the other. And I was kind of running to catch up with it in a way, um, which was great. And I, you were just talking about, you know, Lord Sugar and things like that and how people start businesses. I think that's, that's where quite a lot of people go wrong is that they're kind of chasing their dream is the money and maybe status, um, and things like that. And in my opinion, I think that's where a lot of people go wrong because, the people who get to that stage, there's been a lot of hustle and a lot of ugly times before that, before they've yeah. reached that, that pinnacle. And if you're not passionate about what you're doing, 
as soon as that gets really tough, you're probably going to let, let it go. Um, because the, the passion won't be there. So I think people need to think more about what they're doing and what they're happy to give up a lot of time and effort into and not be chasing that money and status. Do you know what's um, really weird is we had a guest not so long ago. Um, I want to say CEO of, is he CEO? CEO. Oh, no. Chief co-founder, co-founder of Kabuki um, mm-hmm. Strength, which is one of the biggest brands in the um, in the world, in in athlete world, with with uh, kettlebells and bars and etc. The likes of Dwayne Johnson uses it, and he said something very similar to what you said: uh, is people, you, you know, chase the flashy life and the status, and they lose the core value. So he was talking about the purpose in life. He was talking about know what it is you want to achieve. And you've alluded to something very similar is there's a hustle and there's a grind behind it that people don't see. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. people don't want to show that, or maybe they're so far advanced in their career that it, it, people kind of forget. And we uh, get fixated on the flashy status side. And I think that's like a, you know, you get the rush of sugar. And they say, you know, if you have a sugar, it's it's a sugar rush. Sugar, <laughs> sugar you, don't, rush. you don't get a rush of sugar; you get sugar rush. No, no, no. My, <laughs> my point is, if you have if you have some sweets, for example, you have that sugar rush, but then you know you have that sort of after effect. And if you have like good carbs, as they call it, you know, it's sustainable. And it's the same thing. It's a really bad analogy, but I think what Jess is saying, or what I'm seeing the theme um, sort of happening in my in my head is. If you chase the flashy status, the buzz will fizzle out very quickly and you won't stick it for the long journey. Where if it's something that you truly believe and it's, a, it's something that you're passionate about, no matter how many hours you put in, no matter how ugly it gets, no matter how many no's you hear, you still stick it out. For sure. I mean, I think, as you say, it's redefining what that rush is. So with Hadira, our mission is to help people keep plants alive and in return they tend to have a healthier uh, lifestyle right there's this there's a whole nurturing thing behind caring for plants something that you know especially when we were isolated during lockdown if people were living alone i'm not saying obviously that plants replace humans at all but there was this real need to connect with something and help it you know just nurture and that is our mission so whatever happens what you know there are ups and downs in the business because that's our main mission and because that that's the kind of the value of Hadira that rush I have it really often because we're constantly being sent photos and and messages about what Hadira is doing for an individual and that just drives me forward first thing first I we need to download Hadira um, just to keep eyes on our plants to make sure they stay alive. Second, um, I was going to say what I do love is what you say is in you can, it's not, I hate this terminology that Americans use. Um, no, last, no, no uh, offense, Americans. Our last guest was American. Yeah, no offense. Uh, but Chris, like, no offense. <laughs> but as in like side hustles, as in, um, but I do enjoy when people outside of their work 
also do things which they love and go full throttle for. Um, and I think that's what is needed a lot more because people just go, Oh, why are you doing this X, Y, Z? Um, and it's a bit like this podcast. It might've been people to start saying, why are you doing it? You know, what's, what's the, what's the end goal? But it's something that you enjoy and you're trying to achieve something. Um, that's what I enjoy the most. Yeah, for sure. What would you say has been the biggest challenge for you since launching Hadira? Um, and was there ever a point where you went, oh, this is just all crazy. Let me just forget about all these plants. I'm just going to check them out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, do you want the long list or the short of uh, <laughs> the, the challenges that have happened along the way? There, there have been many. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a side hustle. It's, it's not what I do full time. And that in itself is a challenge because if you only have a select number of hours in the day and you want a balanced lifestyle, right? I still want to be able to, to, to be able to go and see friends and, and have, you know, have that downtime as well. So it's a real, I'd say the balance of time has been a challenge. Um, but in a way it's actually been a blessing because it means that I've had to look at the business as a whole and really prioritize what needs to be done. Um, and, and that's, that you know that that ultimately is a good thing and I suppose yeah like any founder there's there's a lot of doubt that can come in you know are we doing the right thing is this uh you know there's a bit of imposter syndrome that can come into that as well um so handling that at times has been hard but then you just you bounce back (laughs) but I've never thrown out my plants that's for sure they're all healthy that's what Jess is saying. Can you imagine the founder of Hadira has thrown her plants out? That would be like a Daily Mail article. <laughs> <laughs> that's what yeah. that's what Jess is saying. She's never done it. Did you see? Did you? Could you tell she paused? Yeah, that's a sign of uh, someone outside outside the house. There's like smashed through plants <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> the, the experiment's gone wrong. <laughs> Got to crack a few eggs, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think for me, I'm more interested on. You had five names. You said you went out to to people in the streets, um, and and you chose Hadira. What were out of interest? What were the other four? Oh my god! I think I can't even remember now. I think plants is a really hard one because they they can look really kitsch. Um, traditionally, a lot of plant companies they are aimed at the older generations potentially i'm thinking about traditionally you've got gardener's world and chelsea flower show they're fantastic don't get me wrong but they don't necessarily appeal to the this new demographic of of plant lovers and i really didn't i really wanted this to be an accessible company or application to multiple audiences and try and modernize um the plant space and other companies are doing that really well you've got you know, patch plants um they just you know got really great sort of clean branding very modern and it appeals so i think it was a mix of names um that went from the the really obvious and using some kind of plant pun all the way up to hadira which technically doesn't mean anything i suppose but it just sounds nice <laughs> It's a catchy name. It's a catchy name. Yeah. Just not giving the names away. So we're just going to swiftly move on. It's, it's, it's one of those uh, marketing surveys that you do and then you've got to go dance and then you forget about the rest. 
Um, so we talked about, you know, having your core values and, and, and following your dreams and with, with COVID, um, happening, Jess, do you, how did that impact you, um, as a business, um, as a person, but also I'm guessing the, the, the idea of having plans by you. And I get that because I, I wasn't big into nature a few years ago and I don't know if it's an age thing or not, but I've warmed up to as the wrong word, but he's become a tree hugger now. No, I'm not, I'm not becoming a tree hugger. There's nothing but, wrong with that. <laughs> talking, Jess is a fellow tree hugger, clearly. Um, I, think, I think what I've realized in the past few years is my mind uh, runs at times, I feel like hundred miles an hour and the idea of nature and calmness, just it's my way to just slow down. Um, so for you, I'm guessing, you know, Hadira and the whole idea took off or was it impacted by COVID because of what was going on? Yeah, so it, it wasn't, it wasn't. I think people were stuck inside. And as you say, they they wanted to reconnect with nature because they weren't necessarily allowed to go out <laughs> at one point and go for a walk. So um, Hedera was, we saw this huge surge of, of users, basically, who were suddenly very, very interested and very keen on keeping something alive and, and thriving. Um, but on the flip side, it also impacted us because the uh, supply chains over from Europe that traditionally bring the houseplants over to the UK got completely blocked. Um, and there were news reports of greenhouses upon greenhouses of just dead houseplants because no one was allowed to go to the greenhouse and, and water them. And uh, they were mainly being shipped over from Holland and that all just stopped. So it was a really interesting one because we we work with plant shops to help them connect with their customers. And that side of the business had to fall flat for the months where we were all isolating. Um, and then we had to concentrate mainly on our, our users themselves and spreading the word that there was this tool out there that could help people look after the plants in their home. And I suppose for me personally, that was a really nice thing. Um, it was lovely to be able to work on something where we were helping people um, and a lot in mental health as well, um, that we can see like our users who are feeling lonely or because we, we on purpose made Hedera quite chatty. Um, yeah. We make people, for instance, name their plants and that's not for some gimmick. We'd actually found that by naming an object, you humanize an object and therefore you're more likely to take care of it. So it's one of the tools that we use to get people to care for, for their plants more. And uh, yeah, it was just working. It was working for our users and the feedback was so great. I was going to say, how does it feel knowing your idea, your product is actually helping people get through difficult times? Yeah, it, it's mental and it's, 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 it's kind of been something that came out of nowhere because as I said, uh, uh, the mission is to keep plants alive 
people. They need to spend so much money buying plants constantly. Um, so there was a bit of a sustainable element into there. There's some mass consumption um, of, of house plants and trying to reduce that spend. So people knew what they were doing. They don't need to, to throw things away so quickly and, and replace them. And then, yeah, out of that, having this more mental health side come out was was lovely um and that's exactly you know that, that's how you build a community that's how you build a really strong for me a, a business that has a strong community is invaluable because essentially then your customers they start helping you grow your business and they're invested into the business um so our, the way that we build out our product is constantly by talking to our community and they're very active um, the new plants that we add to the app that works on a voting basis and we're constantly getting requests for new plants and the one with the highest votes get gets added um so it really built on that community and that's just that's great because i think a lot of entrepreneurship can be quite lonely um and then when you build something where people get as invested as you are it's 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 crazy i can see here sam is um i'm scrolling through the app there's there's a lot of plants on this uh, some of these i've not even heard or seen before I think what we're saying is, uh, Jess, you probably gonna get myself and and Hesam um, signed up to the to the app and start using the services. Um, Done. You, you you've you've mentioned something there um, about entrepreneurship and somehow you came across the flip side of knowing you directly impacting people's life. Let's say it this way, I, you know the the. The COVID and, and, and loneliness and being locked in a room or in a house has been tough for different reasons for a lot of people in UK and around the world. And knowing that your idea has helped a lot of people get through that must have had that sort of, I say, I probably want to use the word the buzz that you can't describe, but it's like a priceless feeling knowing you've helped people. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, um, being in the, the entrepreneurial community and the startup community here in Bristol for, for quite a while. And and I could see other entrepreneurs that were really struggling. And, you know, you could just walk through the high street and you saw businesses were were struggling. So to be honest, there was a huge, a huge feeling of not just relief, but being thankful and, uh, and actually a bit of determination that, somehow we were surviving we hadn't been negatively impacted um and and that really made me think okay this is something we need to keep going at this you know here Hadir is worth pushing so before i start to i guess pick your brain on uh on advice for you know um listeners out there what is next for Hadira i guess yeah, so um, we recently launched a pro subscription on um, on Hadira. So we are looking at adding even more features on there that people can benefit from. Um, and it's really to push people to the next level. There's, we'll always, you know, Hadira will always be free in the sense that, as I said, our mission is to keep house plants alive and you can use Hadira and it will do that. Um, but if you really want to, to know more about your plants and really keep them thriving. That's why we introduced Pro. And now that the high street's opening up again, I think there's a huge, we can really help um, 
plant shops and plant retailers connect with their customers. So it's kind of going back to what we were working on before lockdown. Um, but there's even more of an urgency at the moment now that the you know so many shops have been impacted. Um, and we can help them connect with their customers and and hopefully bring them some new customers as well. Um, I think traditionally online shops are fantastic and they really grew obviously during lockdown and they benefit from a huge amount of analytics about their customers and, and they're able to retarget them back into their online shops. And the high street's being left behind and I think there's a lot of innovation that needs to happen now to keep high streets alive and thriving. Um, so that's what we're focusing on at the moment. Is there a plan for yourself? Have you got other entrepreneurship ideas that you're working on or cooking that you want to share or don't want to share? This is where he steals your ideas. So. Uh, <laughs> so. I've got a black book of, uh, of ideas. <laughs> but um, well, what's fantastic is actually, obviously I work for, for Stevenson Law um, as their head of marketing. So I've naturally got a really great you know, creative job. Um, which is in a startup, Stevenson Law, I'd say is more of a scale-up. So it's been really fascinating to be part of, of that journey throughout lockdown. And they're a very entrepreneurial company. And so actually, I, uh, I get to help to build and launch new companies with them. Um, so we, for instance, recently launched Flamenco, which is a, a platform for startups to access legal help and templates and lessons that helps them grow sustainably uh, with the right legals in place so that when they do that really essential fundraise, for instance, they've got everything in place and an investor would be happy to invest into them. And, and doing that's been so interesting because well, one, fantastic, I get to, to launch and, and, and grow a new business as well. And two, it was almost building something that would have been very useful for me when I was starting Hadira. So yeah, I'm very lucky. I get to be entrepreneurial in, in a lot of what I do day to day as well. So maybe I should chill out on the extra ideas. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I was going to say, um, I could be wrong, but I think Google sort of encouraged its employees to have their own sort of side projects in a way. And I think yeah. that also motivates a lot of people within work because you need the balance of almost of doing your own thing because especially in the creative sector or in the IT sector or technical, when you can develop or make something, you need to be given that freedom as in to go, I've got this idea. I want to try it as well. Um, because it's your passion at the end of the day. And then you, you have a positive impact in your work. Now I'm telling companies what they should, they should do as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you're making a, you're making a valid point. And I, I probably want to pick up on that uh, point. So, there's a lot of people out there. Um, I don't know why Hesmond's made a note, note about Uber on, on his. Uh, no, I, I made the point there because talk about ideas. One of Hamid's greatest ideas, apparently, um, is Uber before Uber. Um, but there's no evidence of this. I talked. It is on a previous podcast as well. He mentioned that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Uber, if you're listening, please don't sue me because I'm not taking you to court or anything. But all I'm saying is the idea of Uber, as in the, not Uber Eats that have expanded, the actual Uber, was something I talked about when I was in university before Uber was around. Um, so 
I think Ube, if you're listening, you know, you owe me a percentage. <laughs> no, no, I'm only joking. Please don't sue me. Um, <laughs> but joking aside, I think it highlights uh, <laughs> me, my story being true or not is, is beside the point. Well, I think what Hesam is trying to say, or I hope Hesam is trying to say is you might be, you might have an idea thinking it's a crazy idea. You might be having an idea thinking it's too simple or it's too complex or et cetera. But it's your idea. It's something you come up with. And I think listening to to, to Jess uh, and, you know, reminiscent of my Uber days that, you know, I came up with the idea, what I want the listeners, including myself, to to bear in mind is you come across something, you're thinking of something or something is inconvenient and you say, why couldn't it be simpler? That could be your idea. That could be your entity. Um, and as Hesan mentioned, as Jess mentioned, the entrepreneurship isn't necessarily your Lord Sugar or, or Gary V. It's just something, a season, an opportunity, however small or big. And please, 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 please don't think entrepreneurship is about, I'm going to become a billionaire in two months time. That might be the case. I'm first, not, first not the case, I'm out. No, no. <laughs> this is the last episode of this podcast, don't, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't encourage uh, people to... But look, the, the, the reality is entrepreneurship, I think what Jess is saying is hard work. It's uh, time consuming. A lot of failures. Uh, I'm not knocking down Jess and an idea, but what you got to realize is the flip side of it. Is, is in a sense, Jess is baby, the ideas she come up with and the fact that she knows she, right now she's impacting people out there in UK, hopefully around the world um, with not just giving a chance for plants to, to live longer. I know it sounds really cheesy, but you know, it's true, but also helping people to feel less, uh, have less negative energies and, and less stressed and, and all of those stuff that mental health that we're all aware of. So if you're listening if you have an idea, whatever it is, pick up a pen and paper, write it down um, and start to work out what is your MVP looks like. And um, without me trying to explain MVP. Most valuable player? No, it's minimum valuable product um, from an IT terminology. I want to, Jess, am I correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. I did not Google that. I just Bam. said it because I remembered it from many years ago. Prototype so, of notes. There you go. Proof of concept. J- Jess, I guess talking about, you know, listeners and ideas, what would be mm. your your advice or, or, or advices? Doesn't have to be one to people out there. Yeah, so I think I'd say to start exploring it in a really small way. So for instance, I mentioned that even before I thought of an app or anything like that, I was messaging people on WhatsApp instructions for their plants. Uh, you know, it was really, really small. And it's those baby steps that each time you, you complete, you prove something to yourself and you prove that your idea is a good one, then you look for something bigger to do and build on that idea. And you build and you build and you build. And sometimes it changes and I think people can get very caught up in an idea and they like, yeah, it, it can't change. It has to be this. This is my first idea or it might necessarily not work and they'll, they'll really hold on to it. Yeah. And tenacity is always great, but there will be more ideas. If it's not working now, 
and you've tried and you've tried to push it I think being able to let go of some things is good I've had so many business ideas and I've tried them out and they didn't work out I thought it was the best idea in the world but after testing I saw that it it wasn't so just letting it go and 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 looking out for the next opportunity um I'd also be you you were talking about the the 20% time that Google gives their employees um to work on their own ideas I more and more businesses I think especially after lockdown they're realizing that there is a need to innovate the markets are getting very competitive in multiple different industries and looking for support in ways that you didn't necessarily think you'd get support um you know you've got to hustle a little bit and and reach out to a community of people or reach out to to peers and it's it's funny who actually helps you um i've had help to build hadira from so many different people in so many different ways from supporting um me in the in building the business side of things or if it was being a founder and and more on the mental mental health side and the coaching it's come from all angles so start talking don't think oh but someone's going to steal my idea the likelihood they is that they won't and that's why i would encourage people actually to float it past their employer you know because some people get ideas off the back of the work that they do for somebody else it doesn't mean you should quit your job and quit everything change flat and and start working on an idea you you'd be surprised at how many people are actually very encouraging for you to pursue new ideas to bring about innovation in their space more and more people are encouraging it that's probably a very long-winded answer <laughs> i i love that um i was going to say between that Hashtag #uber or <coughs> uber I, I, thought, I, I thought not but I, I think you're making a very valid uh, point and and it's it's hence if I've got you on this podcast because what you mentioned is something I've I guess not experienced you know to say try something if it doesn't work just let it go um another idea will come along um and I think that's crucial for people listening out there. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop talking. I'm gonna thank God for that. Throw it Hesam's way and say, because you know, just said you know, technically we're, we're entrepreneurs. Not have I said that already once or twice? Um, yeah. If if you had a advice for audience out there, what would it be? I mean, you know, podcast or something that I think um, this is gonna be the most simplest and easiest thing to do. Um, anyone with an idea out there, because the world is super small now, um, thanks to COVID and digital, as in you can ask people as in, is this possible or is this not possible? I think people sometimes, as you said, are amazed as in when you hit people up on random different platforms and ask for advice or help, um, how much they're willing to help, especially in the marketing or digital world and even IT sectors, people will just be like, oh, okay, um, have you tried it this way? Or have you tried it that way? I think people forget that Facebook was just a bunch of friends and then somebody says, oh, why didn't you try this? Why didn't you try that? So I think you're not alone if you've got an idea as, as crazy as Uber before Uber comes along. 
is it just ask someone to say, can this be possible? That's my advice. Mm. I mean, well, how did you guys build about this podcast? Um, it was, uh, it was very... My idea. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was very um, erratic. Ero- erratic. Okay. <laughs> People thought erotic. <laughs> no, erratic. I mean... <laughs> that's, a, that's a different, no, it, it it's literally, a different channel. It literally bought microphones and it was like, oh, let's just... Let's just record a podcast um, and get people's voices and opinions out there. Because I listen to a few podcasts and I think um, they're not the people's voice, if that makes sense. As in there's people out there who talk and then the world has changed and evolved so much and then there's lost in connection. And very philosophical, philosophical. No, 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 no. I, I was joking. It's my idea. We, it's, it's my idea. That's why my name is first on the goddamn podcast. It's oh, yeah. Okay, calm down. Simon, go. No, it it was weird because as Hassan said, we bought some mics. We wanted to simply talk about what wasn't in the book. Um, for those who haven't read, is the book with two hearts in Amazon on hardcover and on um, um, Kindle uh, and audio. I'm not doing a plug. I'm just, you know, stating it. Um, we just wanted to talk what wasn't in the book. Uh, we talked about it, just me and her son, we done one or two episodes. We talked about grief. Um, we talked about, um, I want to say diversity uh, because we both work, you know, we both from a BAME background, both work in different sectors, you know, one digital marketing, one IT, and what does that meant for us? And he kind of just, we just said, well, you know, we, we know people in our network, let's just reach out. Um, and somehow that has grown to to something that is so much bigger than I we ever imagined. So um, that was how a podcast was created. Not the fact it was Hesoms or Hamids, even though your name is first on the podcast. Um, anyways, we're going off topic. Um, what would be my advice? Thanks for asking. If you want, you know, you should have said, "What's your advice?" You know, that was your cue. Hamid. Uh... Your advice to the hey, audience. Hey, uh, hey, thanks. 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 hey. Um, <laughs> be funny if I just mute his mic now. So, uh, I've got a, I've got a quote. My quote is: focus on what you can control rather than what you can't. So, for an entrepreneurship, for people out there coming up with ideas, I don't know how to expand on it. It's pretty much there, uh, so I don't want to. What's the word? Waffle on. But the reality is there are certain things you can control. Your ideas, your passion, your dreams. And there are things you can't. For example, Jess mentioned uh, you know, it might fail and that might be out of control because the idea is too complex or there are certain things that are not doable. Or I want to say it might be something that it'd be done in the future. You can't control those. But what you can't control is yourself and your ideas and what's next and you know your own emotions and how to deal with that. So for me, that'd be my advice for anyone and, and potential entrepreneurs out there is focus on what you can control. We could, we could just pick up a mic and talk and, and get guests. And we did, you know, um, an example is I was disappointed that, um, when the book came out, um, initially the book was going to be delayed and was going to be pushed back because COVID happened. I was angry and disappointed because I wanted to come out, but very quickly I realized there's nothing I can do. I can't control it. And I managed to get over that emotion and that disappointment. So put into perspective what you can't control and what you can't. And usually 
our internal emotions and beliefs and core values, we can, and external factors, we can't. That'd be my long-winded philosophical answer to your question. Uh, Jess, thanks for asking. I love it. Very true. Do you know what? I feel like this is probably the, the good way to trying to wrap up this this, this this session talking about entrepreneurship but talking about a lot more of that um, Jess all I can say a big thank you big congratulations uh, looking forward to what Hadira has got next looking forward on your next uh, idea idea adventure <laughs> please share that black book uh, you know with, with me not us it's Hamid talking and we'll, we'll, we'll talk numbers and T's and C's. Um, but no, jokes aside, it's been an absolute um, blast having you on the podcast. Talk about your simple yet great idea of Hadira and how it's grown. You have two more people, uh, myself and Hassan, who's going to um, support and, and download the app. Um, we will put all the links um, and details of, you know, uh, Jess's uh, social media. If you want to get hold of her, please reach out um, to Jess. You know, she might be able to help you. She might be able to guide you. Um, I don't think she's going to sh- share her ideas. So if you want to reach out and say, give me an idea, she won't. You know, she's already she's already told us she won't. Uh, they can try. <laughs> yeah. But Jess, honestly, a, a big thank you uh, for be, being oh, so uh, with us. And I'm hoping we will have you on as a guest in due course when you have your next crazy idea and, and tell us how you've gone on and made a success out of that one too. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's been, so, it's been great. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Three Musketeers, hosted by Hamid and Hissam Amiri. Don't forget to share and follow, as more thought-provoking episodes with guests around the world will be appearing soon. See you soon.